Just undertake as we open up your word, God, make it alive to every one of us. God, your word promises that it shall not return void. And God, we pray, God, that your word, God, would accomplish what it needs to accomplish in our lives, that you would just undertake for us in every way we pray. And we'll give you all the praise and we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I want to talk tonight about go or grow. Go or Grow, And I want you all to help me with this message tonight. And so be getting ready because we're going to put some of you, not on the spot, we're going to ask some of you to share a few words of your testimony tonight. And Pete's going to come in a moment with a microphone to those of you who are going to respond. But I just want to share with you tonight something that's really been going through my spirit since Sunday. And we had a great service Sunday, as I said. Easter is fantastic. But, you know, the reality is this. When you know Christ, every Sunday is Easter. We shouldn't just look forward to it. And we shouldn't just invite people on Easter Sunday. We know more people will come to church on Easter Sunday. But we shouldn't stop. And for some of you, how many had some people promise you that they were going to be here Sunday and they didn't show up? Come on, they still owe you. So be inviting them every Sunday. Sunday would be a great time to bring them, talking about salvation again and and seizing that moment and opportunity. But something's just really been going through my heart this week, and, and I just really want to talk about it, expand the thought just a little bit. And really, it's almost a foundational message for salvation and what we're going into over this next month. But here's the question or the thought that God has just dropped in my spirit is this. Do we just go to church or do we grow at church? Do we just go to church or are we growing at church? So do we just go or do we grow? And the reality really is this. We must go and grow. And that's what we're going to see tonight. But many people and too many people stop at the go. You see, our desire, the culture that we are creating here, the vision we have for a church is this. We desire that people will not only go to church, but they will grow in church. That their lives will change, that there'll be an impact, that something will happen. And I want to ask tonight, and I'm asking those of you who would help me tonight, and please understand this, by no means am I glorifying the fact or proclaiming that we've got it all together and that we're the only church. That's not what the idea of this message is all about. 
But what I want to ask tonight is this, with a show of hands, how many of you would lift up your hand tonight and say, since being a part of this church, your life has grown in ways that it has never grown before? Come on. Okay. Since being a part of this church, specifically this house, and again, not for glory in this house, for not one second, but yet all glory and honor goes to God. What I'd ask tonight is, who's going to, who would like to give a testimony of that growth? Come on, and, and please be mindful of this. You know, your testimony may be a 10, 15-minute testimony. We praise God for that. But we need, like, the shortened version tonight. Because here's what. I want to hear as many as possible that we can have of the testimony of why your life, how your life has grown since you've been a part of this church. Who wants to go first? Come on, who's going to go first? Who's going to be the first one? Come on, everyone had their hand up a minute ago. Come on, Misty, give us it. Uh, two years ago, you wouldn't have found me in a church. I was not a church person, and I didn't want to talk about God. And since coming here, I've grown spiritually. I've had people comment that I've grown spiritually, and I, I feel like I have. I've Through faith and through strength from God, I've been able to quit smoking, and I've, I've just found... A love and support in this church and faith like I, I never thought I'd have. Okay. What, what changed in your life? What would you say made that difference? What changed in your life? Um, my renewed faith in God and the support from here. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Who wants to go next? Come on, who's going to go next? Come on, Lisa, right there. We're coming to you, Seth. Hold that thought. We're coming around the corner. Um, before I was coming, we had went to a church that, I mean, we thought was a family church. But they treated us so wrong. And when we came in, y'all just opened y'all arms up. And my brothers, they weren't going to church. Now they come to church. And my mom, she done brought all of us, my sisters, and started coming. Even the kids then got in. They would just go to church and go to sleep or, or talk and run their mouth. Now they're, you know, coming and listening. And then we go home and we talk about it. And I mean, I, I grow real good. I mean, me and my husband was going through some things. Now we're talking. Awesome. You know, so I thank God, you know. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Who's next, Seth? You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm going to share it real quickly. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's funny because I told Josh today, I said, I have problems sharing my testimony, and this is what we're talking about. So, <laughs> But um, people don't know me. Uh, my sister and I, our, our dad passed away from a uh, drug overdose what, 11, 11 years ago, and after he died, I got hooked on the same stuff, pain medicine, and become an IV heroin user. <clears throat> um, Ten years I used, and um, went to treatment six months ago. Marriage was over with, had no money, was living in a um, treatment center, no money, uh, smoking cigarettes, and strung out, nowhere to go, and wife, we were separated. I thought we was getting divorced. It was over. And um, I just gave my life to the Lord, and I said, look, I don't know how this is going to work, but you got to do something only you can do. And it hasn't even been six months, and I've been sober six months, six, seven months, and um, <clears throat> I've gained like 40 pounds. That was another thing. I was near death. And uh, in six months, I have, we have our own place, working, best job I've ever had. I'm in here. I'm tithing. I have money to give, and... It's just I, I can go on and on and on and on the stuff the miracles that's happened and we it's just it just blows my mind but God has been very very good to us. Awesome, fantastic, yes. fantastic, fantastic. 
Come on, who else has got to test me how they've grown in the house since coming to the house? Miss Breezy? Um, since I've been, well, I was going to a church previously that there was no growth. I just wasn't being fed, and I was hungry for God's Word. And since I've come here, I've received much better meals spiritually, and I've grown in the Word of God into a manner of being able to um, speak to others more openly about Christ. And I now, since then, I've uh, my son and daughter-in-law come to church here. My sister's coming to church here. And my mother came this past Sunday. And I think God is just so awesome. And this church is so great. And I've been away for the past five weeks, but I've been really ill. And I just thank God that I'm better now and I'm back in God's hands. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Come on. Good stuff. Come on. Who else? Got to test me. The life's been changed since they've come through the doors of heart seas. Dustin. Well, in a nutshell, um, some of you that have been here a while know that a little bit of a musical thing that I have going on, but it was different some years ago. It was more casinos and bars and chasing the women and drowning my sorrows and drink. And uh, it's a completely different experience now. And I've grown so much. And just, hey, being saved and following Christ doesn't mean all your problems are going to go away. It's still a struggle, but I thank Philip, you, and this whole church. Come on, awesome, awesome. Who else? Come on, who else is going to give a shout out in the house? Steve. Well, most of y'all know how I found this church, and my has been changed so much since I've been here. And, well, thank Pastor P first of all, and thank Lord also. Steve, Steve was on his way, and I know a lot of you know this, but he was on his way up on Florida Boulevard one day, wheeling his way. He was going to end his life and throw himself in the bridge just up here from Baton Rouge to Denham. And something spoke to him and drew him into this parking lot, and he thought it was big lots. And he didn't realize that he was coming here to meet Jesus. And there was a dumpster because they were working on the renter center. And there was a a big roll-off dumpster that covered the whole front of our building from where he was. But he looked over the dumpster and he saw a cross. And God drew him around that dumpster. And he came in and he gave his heart to the Lord that Sunday. And his life has been completely changed. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that fantastic? And I'm telling you, Steve's brought Victoria and just different ones. Miss Agnes brought James along, and we had the opportunity to impact James's life. And James is now in heaven with Jesus. And we appreciate you. Come on, what a life that's been changed, but he's also changed other people. Come on, who else has got a shout out? Come on, anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, I I born in one family Christian. I know Jesus Christ when me child kill and the Bible I love the Bible. <clears throat> we have one book, the Bible, the book, the book. We have too much book in the library, in the book store. Talk about what's changed in your life recently if you okay. can do that. The can Bible that? for okay. me is lie. Okay. It's life, life and life. 
The Bible for me is most important book in the world. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Anyone else? Anyone else got anything tonight? Douglas, come on. Come on. I remember you, son. <laughs> uh, good evening once again. I, I started coming to this church uh, in 2006, November of 2006. And at that time, uh, I was living in St. Helena Parish. I didn't have a car. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess all my help comes from the Lord. I was able to come to church is my point. And, and I love this church. Uh, still today, I love this church. and uh, It's an atmosphere uh, that promotes growth to me. I mean, it, it's just you're inclined to grow. You know, if, if really, if you examine yourself, uh, Philip is a great pastor. Uh, he, he's a man of God. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, I love this church, and I've grown. I've grown awesomely and still growing. And I just thank you for the opportunity, awesome. Philip. Awesome. I remember yeah. the first day, not going to embarrass you, but I remember the clubhouse before we even had this building in my old subdivision, the first service that Doug came, eyes glazed over, drunk out of his head. And God, he gave his heart to the Lord, and God completely changed his life from that moment forward. And we just appreciate that, what God has done in our lives. Anyone else? Just got a testimony of what God has done. Just a recent thing. It's been a part of this church, and given all glory and honor to God. Not this church, but all glory and honor to God. Is there anyone else? And there's the reason why I'm asking this, and we're going to get to that in a moment. Anyone else? You know, the more you talk, the less you're going to have to hear me talk. Come on, AC, there you go, there you go. I knew that would get AC to talk. Come on, AC. Um, I don't have such uh, illustrious stories like the rest of you do. I've always had a very good life, a very blessed life. I've always believed in God. I was, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, and up until 19 years ago, I went to church every Sunday, just like a good Catholic does. I went to confession often. Uh, there was a lot of questions in my mind that church officials couldn't answer. And about nine years ago, I left the church. And I went on the hunt for another one. I tried other faiths, and everything was empty. And my wife started coming here about three years ago as a fluke. Someone invited her, and she came. And she was still going to Catholic Church then. Uh, she'd get up and go to 7.30 Mass. She'd come here for the 10.10 service. And I didn't see her until 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Uh, at that time, we only had one car, so I was on foot. She went to church. I didn't. But I was looking, and she talked me into coming here. And things haven't been the same since. And I, I keep working on this go and grow that you're talking about. That's me in persona. Uh, I went to church. I'd go and go and go and go and got nothing out of it. I still hate to go confess to another man. That wasn't right. It just didn't seem right in my bones. But I started coming here, and I've been here 14 months. 
I have learned more in 14 months about the Bible than I'm 62 years that I was in the Catholic Church. Catholics don't open their Bibles. You know that. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's just been amazing, and, and Pastor Peace, the big reason for that. Um, he knows I time his sermons. I'm always looking at my watch, and he knows when it's time to stop. <laughs> and I've told him before, if you're going to say, in conclusion, don't talk another 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just not right. But again, I would never, never tell this to a priest. Come on. <laughs> I, would, I would never tell him the same thing. I can't do that. Philip's his family. Come on. He's just plain sick. and simple. <clears throat> and family is love. Come on. Amen. I'm very, very grateful to be here. Thank you, Philip. Hey, we love you being here. Thank Don't you. we love Mr. AC and Miss Jenny? Anyone else got to test me quickly how their life's been changed since they stepped through these doors? And God is touching. Come on, Jay, you got something to say. You put your hand up and you were waving earlier. Don't stand at the back there acting all cool and tough. Oh, he's coming to the front. I like it. Look at this. You want me to sit down? No, no, no. No. I've been coming here for... A long time. Yeah. And I was brought here by my ex-wife and her family. And at first, I just came to, you know, just just to come. And it was a few months after coming here, actually, I went on a men's camping trip. And that's where it changed for me that night, hanging around these guys. And uh, it changed my life. And I remember going home and and telling my, my wife at the time, my brother and stuff, you know, I used to go to the camp all the time with my brothers and cousins and cut up and have fun and do all those things before I was saved. And I had more fun that weekend with these guys here than I've ever had any time in the past. And ever since then, it's changed. And and I have grown. And, and, you know, there's times that you may not feel like you're growing, uh, but but you are. And so my thing is this. Guys, get around other guys in the church. Girls, get out. With, you know, it may not even be something here at the church. Just go out and hang out. Get around brothers and sisters in Christ, and I, it, it'll change you. And that's my testimony is, is surround yourself with these people, and you'll be better off. Awesome. Fantastic. Anyone else? Anyone else? Quickly. Getting ready. Going once, twice. Anyone else? Come on. You know you want to. Come on. Who's that last person that's hanging on? Well, let me say this as we conclude the service tonight. And um, <laughs> he's timing me now, 20 minutes from now. And um, the reason why I said that tonight, as I've already mentioned, and I'm going to mention it again, it's not for glory for this church, but yet it's to show what church should be. Because I truly believe if you're in a place where the Spirit of God has been taught, if you're in a place where the Spirit of God is moving, your life will be changed. And that's why I wanted to make that point tonight, because here's the deal. We can still choose just to go and our lives remain exactly the same. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you know someone in that state. And there has to be a shift. I really believe this. There have to, has to be a shift in every one of us from being just a consumer to being a producer. 
to many people, and when they say, I just go to church, that consumer mentality is this, that they believe that church is just a place, it's a building, it's bricks and mortar, it's a destination. Therefore, that's why they say, we what? We go to church. Where are you going? I go to church. But really what they say when they are a consumer is this. I'm looking for a church that meets my needs and a good church that is going to help me. And I thank God tonight that church will do that. But that's not the sole purpose of church, just to meet your need. Listen to me. That's someone who just goes to church. I want God to meet my need and I want this, that and other. But you've got to realize this. It's not just for your needs, but it's for other people too. God actually uses church. It's God's chosen vessel that he has chosen is church to meet what? Through other human beings, people's true needs. Let me say that again. God's chosen vessel is the church. And he has chosen to meet through other human beings, people's true needs. So that includes my needs, your needs, but it's not just exclusive to my need. An expert once asked Jesus, what's the most important commandment? You know what Jesus said to them? It's in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 40. Jesus said, or he said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind and with all your soul. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he goes on to say, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then Jesus says these words, on these two commandments hang all the laws of the prophets. In other words, Jesus said, if you can do these two things, that will fulfill every other law. What was the two things? Love God and love other people. I want you to see something tonight. Church allows you and I to do both of those things. Being a part of a church, not just going to a church, But being a part of a church and growing in a church allows me to fulfill the commandments that God says, if I get these right, then everything else is going to follow. And you know what those are? Number one, to love God with all of my heart. And number two, to give myself to others around me. And isn't that the beauty of church? Erwin McManus said this, church does not exist for us. We are the church and we exist for the world. Let me say that one more time. Church doesn't exist for us. That's a consumer mentality when it's just for me. What can I take? Grab whatever I can. Church doesn't exist for us, but we've got to realize this. We are the church and we exist for the world. So instead of just going to church, we need to realize we need to grow in church. We need to be a part of what's going on. We've got to realize there's something to give inside of every one of us. There's a gift that God has placed and that gift is for the world. What would happen if we realized that I'm not just going to go to church, but I'm going to be the church? What would take place if we would realize and have that shift from just being a goer to being a grower? 
I want to give you three key points tonight and then I'm just going to let you go. Three key points that will help you to go and grow and not just go to church. Are you ready? Point number one. And this is going to break that consumer mentality. Point number one, you've got to have a different mindset. A different mindset. You see, if we're just going in with the wrong way of thinking, guess what? We're never going to get the right results. We've got to have a new way of thinking. We've got to have a new perspective. You know why things changed for certain ones of you that came? You came in here with a new fresh vision. You came in here with a new mindset saying, I'm going to give this a chance. You came in here with your mind opened. You see, perspective is how we see church. And we've got to realize the purpose of church and the plan that God has and where we fit into that. Listen to Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And I'm sure you all know, or most of you know this passage. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, that's the least that every one of us can do. But listen to what verse 2 says. And do not be conformed to this world, put in the mold, fashioned after the world, but be transformed. Say with me, transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what sets up that whole passage there is a new mind, a transfer, a transformed mind, not conformed, but having a mind with new godly perspective. We need a new perspective when it comes to church, because if not, we'll just go because that's what we have to do. I don't come to church because that's what I have to do. I come to church because that's what God has called me to be. Come on, did you hear that? I don't just come. I have a change of mindset, a perspective when it comes to church now. So I don't look at it like, oh, I guess I have to go. I look at it as being a lifeline, not only for me, but for other people. Because I can come in here and grab something that I can take that's going to feed me for the week, but it's also going to feed some other people around me. You see, when I've got a grow mentality, I'm going to sow seeds and I'm going to invest and I'm going to plant and I'm going to work and I'm going to do and I'm going to be. Guess what? For what reason? Because I want to see the church of God grow. I want to see the church of God blessed. I want to see others saved. How many wants to hear more testimonies like Doug and Dustin's and everyone that we heard tonight? If we just go to church, we're probably not going to see those. But when we start saying, hold on a second, I've got to have a different mindset. Oh, got to go to church again. No, you don't. You don't have to be here. Let me tell you this. You don't have to be here. If you don't want to be here, then hey, do us all a favor and put, we'll put you out of your misery and you can put us out of your misery. Don't come just because, oh, I've got to be here. We're going to grow. Have a change of mindset. Ask God. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says in Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed is the man, or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now to me, that paints a picture of not someone who just goes to church. 
That paints a picture of a grower, not a goer. Do you hear what I'm saying? That paints a picture of me. Blessed is someone who hungers and thirsts. Wow, they want to be there. They want to grow. And that leads me to the second point, and that is this. We've got to have a different desire. Not only a different mentality, we've got to have a different desire. We've got to refuse to be satisfied in our lives. We've got to want more. When I come to church, I believe that God is going to give me more than what he gave me on Sunday. Because I desire a new thing. The Bible says that every day God is a new God and there is daily He loads us with our benefits. And I want a fresh desire because if I'm just coming for me, 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 and just God meet this, that consumer mentality, guess what? I don't have the proper desire in my life. And to say, God, I want more is not being unthankful. It's not appreciating what God has done for us in our lives. We appreciate that and we owe our whole lives to Him. But it's understanding there's more. I want a new desire in my life that understands that God has so much more for me. That when I come through these doors of this church, I'm not just going to get the same stuff that I got last week. But my desire is going to make me want to grow more and receive more from the praise and worship than I've ever received before from the offering speeches, from the fellowship of people, from the interaction, from the announcements, just being around people from the message. Come on, God died for more than for us just to go, but for us to grow, for our lives to be changed. And so many of us and too many of us limit God's ability in our lives and and what he is not only able to do in us, but through us. And we've got to realize that we limit the ability of God and say, God, you can't even do that in me. And in saying that, we say, God, you cannot do that through me. I think we need a different new desire. When it comes to church, just a new mentality, a new way to look at church, just a fresh perspective and say, why is it I really go? Is it just about me, that consumer mentality? What is the desire? I need a fresh desire. You know, we were taught as kids that if there was a problem, we ran to the church. Come on, if we were sick, that's where our healing was. If there was problems, that's, where, that's how our parents taught us. We ran to the church. You know what's happening today? When people have problems, they run every other direction apart from to the house of God. Come on, there needs to be a heart change. There needs to be a change of our desires. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has what? Begun a good work in you will what? Continue it. God wants to change us. And for him to continue that process, come on, we've got to desire that in our lives. We've got to want God. God's not going to work and operate in a vessel that doesn't want him there. Come on, we've got to have a fresh desire to grow and to see God move. And here's the last one tonight. We've got to have a different capacity, a different mentality, a different desire and a different capacity. What do you mean by that? We've got to create a space. That God can fill. We've got to create a space in our lives. God will fill whatever you give him. I read a story once that God said, someone went to God and said, if I give you a thimble, will you fill it? God said, yes. They said, God, if I give you a five-gallon bucket, will you fill it? God says, yes. If I give you a 50-gallon drum, will you fill it? The answer is yes. And here's the reality. If God can fill the oceans, he can fill anything that you and I can give to him. But yet when we just go to church, we give God such a little, if any, that he can fill. But wow, what if we had a different capacity? 
Because so many of us have the wrong capacity. We come in here and our lives are so full of the wrong things, the wrong mindsets, the wrong desires. We just come in here so full of stuff. And that's why praise and worship is so great because it's a time where we can just worship God and we can take our focus off that and literally create space where God can fill. But so many of us have got so much of the wrong things that everything else has become a greater priority to us than the house of God, than growing in the things of God, than living for God. And we say, well, at least I'm a Christian. At least I go to church. Well, praise God for that. But you know what? God didn't just save you to go. God saved you to grow, to touch other people. And therefore, we've got to change the capacity. People say, well, I just don't really feel God in my lives. Well, what have you filled your life with? Because you're going to be a part of what you fill your life with. Come on, you fill your life with Big Macs, you're going to end up being a Big Mac. Come on, what you fill, what you put in, the old computer term, garbage in, it's garbage out. You see, and we've got to realize we've got to have a different capacity. When it comes to church, we've got to have a different mentality. When it comes to church, we've got to have a different what? What was the second one? Different desire. We've got to have a different capacity. What a space have you made available for him to... Phil, you listen to what a church goer says. A church goer says this, I'll give you God limited access. And you know what they'll have? Just enough. That's all they'll get back is just enough. But you know what a church grower says? Someone who wants to grow in the house? A church grower says, God, everything I have is yours. I surrender everything to you. And you know what that person has? More than enough. You see, when we create the space, we know God will fill. So do we just go or do we grow? And one thing I've realized, and this is the law of nature, anything that lives grows. So if we're not growing, we're not alive in God. Church is not what saves you, helps keep you saved. But if you're placing your faith in a church, in a building, in a place, I go to church. You know what? Instead of that saying to people, what do you do on a Sunday? I am the church. People may look at you crazy. And let me just talk about that. I don't just go to church because that's not what I do. Church is who I am. Come on. I'm excited to be a part of what God is doing. You see how our lives are changed when we come into a culture where, where it's taught that we should grow, that we should be involved, that we can hear from God, we can talk to God, we can be a part of God. And that's why in this atmosphere, in this church, we put on special activities for you. You know, ladies Bible study we just went through. A great opportunity for all the ladies in the house to grow. The men's 3D Bible study that we have once a month. Great opportunity for you to come, as as Jay said, even just to hang out with some people and have a good time. But it's an opportunity to grow. The married for life that we can come together as married couples or want to be married couples and we can learn the truth from God. The Genesis Project, the iConnect. And let me just say something, if I could, for a few moments about GP. Genesis Project. On Sunday morning at 9.15, we're going to be starting a four-week course called the Genesis Project at this church. And, and the reason we do things like this is because we don't want you just to be a goer. We want you to be a grower. 
We want to see God change your life. We've written a four-week course taken from the parable of the sower where the Bible says that the sower went out to sow and there was four different types of ground that the seed fell upon. There was the stony, there was the wayside, there was the thorny, and there was the good. And every week we look at what Jesus said to his disciples when they said, well, tell us, what was the deal with the wayside? And Jesus explained to them, what it was. Tell us what it was about the thorns and tell us about this and tell us about that. Well, we've looked at that and from that we've taken four weeks because the first week, Jesus, or the first type of soil, which is the wayside, Jesus talks about not having proper understanding and therefore there's no root. And as a result of having no root, they're just going to wither and die. So we talk about understanding the first week, understanding who God is, his plan, how Satan tried to disrupt that plan, how God sent his son to redeem mankind. We learn about the plan of God, who God is. The next week we talk about no grounding. And we look at the Bible and prayer and church, how they produce stability in our lives. We look at the thorny ground and how there was no fruitfulness because it was choked out. We talk about how do we see fruit in our lives and and that's by living a life and allowing the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in our life, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in water. We talk about that which bears fruit in our lives and Last but not least, we look at the good soil, the harvest. What produces a harvest in our life? Praise and worship. What is praise and worship? Why do we do it? What is tithes? What are offerings? What is a life of service? And I cannot strongly encourage you, if you haven't been through that course, it's at 9.15 on Sunday, and here's the beauty now. At 9.15, you can be in that course, and you can still worship at 11. You don't have to miss church. You can come at 9.15, you can go into that class for an hour, come out and hang out with us and have a great service. But listen to this, here's what I want to say tonight. Do we just go or do we want to grow? Do we really want God to change us? You know what, I thought about that. I can be a church goer and I'm going to make it to heaven. But I can be a church grower and I'm going to make it to heaven and I'm going to take other people with me. Huh? What's the most important? Well, you can say, well, hey, the most important thing is that I'm saved. Okay, then what? You're saved, then what? The next most important thing is what? Love others as yourself. To touch other people and make a difference in someone else's life. So I just want to challenge you. When when you've got those thoughts, oh, I've got to go to church. No, I am the church. Come on, and and the church doesn't exist for me. I exist for what? So we can touch the world, so we can impact other people. And I just want to really challenge you with that. You know, we're happy that people go here. We're so happy that there's some people that all they do is go here. We thank God for them. But you know what? We're praying that they will make that shift from a consumer mentality to a producer mentality and realize that God didn't place them in here for them to remain the same and for nothing to change. But God placed him in here, gave him a great testimony for what reason, so they can take it. That's why written above the door, and I'm sure most of you don't even realize, myself included, when we walk out under those words, we take it for granted, but now it's my time, what? To take what I've learned in here and to apply it, to live it, but to share it and to be it. Come on, I I don't want to just go to church, I want to be the church of God. I want to be everything. And I want our desires, I want our mentality, I want our capacity. And you know what? Uh, like I said from the beginning, our desire here at this church and our hope is this, 
that you'll not only go to church, but that you will grow in the church and realize that God's got great things in store. See the testimonies we heard tonight? Just the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to see. What we're going to see in this house. I thank God for people that God sent us from other churches. I thank God for people who were saved, who were looking for a church and had no place to call home. They found a place called home. But you know what I thank God the most for? It's for people who have never known Christ before. And they've come to know Christ because that's the mission of this church is to save the lost. Yes, to touch others too. And everyone, you're important to us. But you know what? If all we're doing is relocate and church is not really growing. Come on. We're just relocating. But true growth is when people come in and get saved. How are people going to get saved? They're not going to get saved by church goers. They're going to get saved through church growers. And realize that we're called to be the church of God. And we want to make an impact. And we want to touch a life. So do I just go? Or do I go to grow? Would you stand to your feet with me tonight? We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.